lifepodcasts.fm. This podcast is a Prime Media Broadcasting production. Time in the saddle. For cyclists, by cyclists. Time in the saddle. Time in the saddle. Jason Lint, myself, Ryan O'Connor, talking all things cycling as we uh, focus on Europe and those that can afford it. That's where they pack their bikes and head off to. Yeah, I'm super amped. Got some stories to tell you. So, so there you went on a little bit of a cycling vacay. Yeah, it, it was actually, you know, it was a good excuse. I had some friends' birthday parties and stuff, so it was a great excuse to check out the island. We're on Mallorca for, for a week. Yeah. And it really, I'd always heard the stories that it's the place that people go to ride. You know, the pro teams go there. Yeah. All the Europeans at Cycle go there. They go there in European winter because the, the climate there is still good in winter. And you know it's going to be awesome but when you get there and actually just fully see the scale of it Mm. you know Europe's massive lots of commuters etc but you get onto Palmer and there's just shops that have 200 road bikes to rent what carbon 105 high quality stuff this is what I want to ask you because first of all let's start at the very beginning for those people that are mildly interested in going to go cycle in Europe um, the first thing that would strike you as a cyclist is well I need to get my bike there and uh, it's problematic as many airlines have issues with bicycles you've got to find somebody or a safe way to transport a very lightweight often very expensive bicycle uh, over to Europe and make sure it gets there without being broken etc etc there's a so first things first, you can hire bicycles in most cities in Europe if you want to go over on a cycling holiday. You, you can, but not to the level of, of on the island there. I mean, you know, yeah. I think the thing is you've always got to have a connecting flight, particularly for us coming from, from down south here. Sure. So, you know, to just go hands-free, get there and, and walk into a shop and, and take what you need is great. Take what you need, you need mean not only the bicycle, do you mean they've got shoes, you can rent for the, the entire package from head to toe, you can be kitted out and off you go. Exactly. I mean, my father was actually with us and he, he, he was very wise. He took his Olympic Cycles branded shirt and that's about <laughs> it. Um, I said to him, what do we tell our clients that are coming? I say we tell, tell them to bring a helmet, shoes yeah. and yeah. pedals, you know, and, and your clothing. That's normally the case. But you go into these shops and they, they have that all for you. They literally have shoes in every size, pedals, helmets whatever you need and high and end costs, uh, to rental costs I mean how, what are we looking at so say a day because you, I, I take it nobody will, 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 will walk into a shop uh, in Europe a cycling shop that rents out cycling gear uh, and say I'm going to be three hours you'll go I'll come in the morning I'll pick it up at, or, or maybe the night before I'll, I'm out early tomorrow morning I'll have it and I'll bring it back tomorrow evening yeah so day prices and I mean it's, it's quite comprehensive. They've got booklets of every different quality level. So if we're dealing with just the sports level bikes, not the yeah. competitive bikes, yeah. you know, the, from a 105 carbon road bike was 20 euros a day. The Altegra is 40 euros a day. The high end road e-bikes were 45 a day. And obviously the more days you take it. Yeah the lower the price comes. Yeah. So, so, so listen, it's cheaper to hire the bicycle and go on a beautiful cycle for the day uh, than it is basically to hire a car and do it by with, with a car yeah. to a degree. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Then let's talk about how busy or how in advance you'd have to book. So you arrive in, in destination. Um, you've now decided this is the, the, one of the, the places to go cycle. Uh, you find the local store that's, that's renting out bicycles. Um, do you, did you have to find them in advance? Did you find them on the day you got there? So going in blind, I, I, I'd found a few that said we had a pre-book, but I actually just thought, you know what, let me go. I, I like to arm wrestle when I'm there and sure. negotiate with the guys and say, give yeah. me a deal. You know, yeah. there's a bike on your shelf and I, and I want to take it yeah so it took the risk and it, it turned out well because there's literally a rental bike shop every second shop 
in Oof. the the one port that we were in, Port Palenza, which is in the in the northeast of the island, mm. and uh, walked in, did a deal on three bikes, and that's it. Cycled from there, cycled up to one of the the points. You know, there's you can go Google it. There's ten great rides in in Mallorca. We can put the link up on the site so people can see the the different routes there. Yes, yeah. And uh, we were lucky enough that the area we were staying in, the top two routes on the island were were right there. So we did a warm-up day, which was a two-and-a-half-hour ride to, mm. to one of the lighthouses and back. And then the next day, we did about a five, five-and-a-half-hour ride. Sure. Stunning. Um, so you'd say, tell them up front, we need the bikes for three days. You obviously don't want to chop change bikes. You don't want to bring the bikes yeah. back. You say, we, we're picking them up. We're taking them Friday. We'll bring them back Monday. Uh, do us a deal. I'm taking it more than just a day. So I want yeah. a better package rate than just a day. I need helmet. I need this. I need this. is what I need. And we need, it's my me, it's my wife, and it's a, 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 another couple. Yeah. Get us four bikes. This is what we're going to do. We'll bring it back on Monday. Get the deal. And then safety, etc on the roads how the roads cycling in Europe for, for a South African who who's, I, I would want to say used to being uh, in, in a hostile or volatile uh, uh, climate in terms of recycling because you know that the, we've heard and we know we've chatted about it on the podcast before about cyclists and motorists and the relationship how's the relationship between cyclists and motorists I've, I've, I've cycled in Europe so I, I'm asking you knowing the respect is there between motorists and cyclists yeah. in Europe no the respect is there and I mean on the island obviously you've got these narrow roads out of a five-hour ride, I think four hours of it was climbing and a couple of little descents made up the difference. So, you know, you're going up a hill at, I'd like to say, 15 k's an yeah, hour, but nine. it was eight. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the cars are sitting behind you because mm. if they don't have the safety to pass, they've got to give you two meters space sure. or whatever the, the law is there. And they literally sit behind you to the point that sometimes you get embarrassed and say, okay, let me just pull over and let these guys uh, yeah. pass. So, and, that, and by the way, massive respect to the, the, the Europeans for, for, for this because they don't. They don't hoot. They don't nudge. They don't sit in your back wheel to try and get you out the way to go. They sit because they know they touch you. They touch your bicycle. It's a long time behind bars that they'll be spending. Uh, yeah. you know, they, they really do have that respect yeah. in Europe yeah. with, the, with the cyclists. Yeah, and I must say, I mean, look, I haven't ridden in too many places on the road in, in, in Europe that are sort of uh, bucket list places. But Mallorca, the climbs are just mm. – Perfect. They're, they're great tempo climbs. Somebody commented on one of my picks. It's 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 like Chapman's Peak, and that's mm. it. The one climb was like Chapman's Peak, just five times the length, which is just a great gradient. You don't have to be super fit to go ride there. Yeah. Anybody can literally hop on a bike and, and just go spend an amazing day out on just incredible uh, scenery and, and climbs. After a day of climbing, you'd come back, and I gather leave the bike at the back of the hotel, but in your hotel room, safe, no issues around safety for your bicycle. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the, the evening times, you unwind a couple of glasses of really nice Spanish. Yeah, look, I mean, in, in Europe, I don't take a recovery drink. Beer no, 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 is no. a recovery yeah, drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, re- recommended time to go, it obviously depends on how much cycling you want to do. If you want to go on a, a cycling-specific holiday, there are a couple of people that offer these packages, and a lot of them have experience Experience, uh, with sending people and uh, groups of people over to go on cycle-specific holidays, um, you've, however, come, stumbled across uh, across something that, that could be quite, quite, um, quite worth investigating further. And uh, we'll, 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 between you and I, we'll look into this a bit further. But the opportunity to, to actually do um, uh, trips where you go out for a like a Thursday till a Tuesday, instead of making it ten days yeah. of cycling, because there's a, there's a level of of ten days when you go out for a ten-day cycle. By day five, you're kind of going, you know. 
I've, I've, I've done a quite a bit of cycling now. I'm, I'm pretty keen to, to do something else. So I'm pr- pretty keen not, not to do another five days in the saddle. Yeah, you know, going back to some of the discussions we had with people on this podcast a while ago, you know, it's all about the recreational lifestyle sure. enjoyment side of it. So yeah. do two, three days, move to another city or town, do two, three days there. You know, you can extend it as long as you want, yeah. but, but it doesn't have to be this whole race slog, get from point A to point B. Yes. You know, and just go do little day, day trips and enjoy them. Um, so yeah, it's great. I mean, where's the last time you went in in Europe? Uh, Europe was Italy, and it was in uh, the countryside, the Tuscan countryside, and it was magnificent. Uh, rolling hills uh, in Chianti, and it was. And I, I, I must be honest and say that I can say this probably now, but I might have snuck in a glass or two in a vineyard on the bike. But it was it was doing what everybody else was doing, yeah. which is the norm in Europe. In Europe, they don't have such a you know they don't they don't stop you and go, hey, have you had X amount of glasses of wine? Because they realise that uh, a large part of the tourism, especially in the regions like like the Chianti region. Uh, the Tuscan region, li- likewise in Champagne, in, in mm. France. Um, it's a major point of tourism for them. And people, they're, they're, they're kind of a trust you won't go overboard. You'll enjoy the hospitality. You'll enjoy uh, the lifestyle associated. They don't drink to get drunk. They drink because it's beautiful. Uh, you're having, uh, when you have lunch, uh, and, and this is the, the, the European way, it's, again, the way of thinking. Kids, I, I found, in Europe that grow up on farms, wine farms, are taught from a young age to have a small little glass of wine with the meals they're having, which would be frowned upon. We'd look at it and go, I'm never yeah, going to give my sure. kids alcohol. Are you mad? So-and-so is only 11 years old. He, trust me, every generation of that, of that family have been giving the family, uh, the, the kids from 11, 12 years old, um, a part of the family's homemade um, uh, Tuscan wine and brought up to taste the difference between the different varietals. In actual fact, our tour guide was 12 years old really? uh, on, the, on the wine farm. And, and, you know, it's just incredible. Different yeah. way no, of doing everything. And to back to the point about about um, cycling in Europe and 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 that aspect, sometimes it can be a very selfish thing if you don't have a partner that cycles with you. Again, you've got to have uh, go over. You, you don't go over with your family on on a family holiday, and then you go, "Hey, honey, uh, guess what? I, I see you this evening. Uh, here's the credit card. Do a bit of shopping with the kids, and I'm going cycling." You've got to go with like-minded people who are over for the same thing, um, because I've discovered if you, if you do go with the intent to sneak a cycling, it's like taking your golf clubs with them, t- promising your 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 partner that you will spend quality time with the family but everybody kind of knows that there's going to be some part of the holiday where you're going to disappear for at least a good couple of hours uh, to do yeah. something selfish by oh, yourself well that's why i only snuck two of the five days to to do it and the rest was was entertaining the family um which makes for a good week yeah uh, and, and it is something if you're thinking about doing watch the space time in the uh will be up and running soon in terms of a website for you to be able to maybe uh, have a look at some amazing uh packages to go and cycle and to be involved uh in in cycling in europe in south africa well we're watching the screen we're enjoying a bit of the um the warm weather in between patches of rain in the western cape it has been a lot colder up in johannesburg chilly mornings i see a lot of people out cycling there's various events glacier um storms river uh, traverse is happening soon we'll talk about that over the next couple of weeks also exciting news is that uh, Nick Barr will be joining us uh, from Omnico, a man responsible for some really cool brands uh, I think uh, Omnico have got one of the most exciting portfolios in cycling in South Africa, they handle a couple of our friends uh, and by friends I mean yeah. products we love. And and uh, when he comes we can actually talk about Olympic Cycles and Omnico's first sort of businesses together and, oh, and, wow. and how they sort of actually started growing because 
you know they've uh, they've come a long way from yeah. making their first helmets to the yeah, brand have. stable that they are now absolutely uh, and besides that I mean we were just and interesting enough Nick and I were just chatting a little bit about some of the awesome new products they've launched Giro has just uh, come up with uh, just launched two now amazing pair of cycling shoes uh, that we want to talk about when next year also Nick's journey as to how he got into being the position he is at Omnico and the world of cycling that he's because he's not a cyclist as such he's not a pro a former pro cyclist who's gone into a cycling career mm. he's be, he's a sport fanatic who's had fingers in sport in the sports marketing world for many many years and it's evolved now to a position at Omnico where he's responsible for a couple of brands so we're going to pick his brand we're going to find out about him, the amazing things that are on the go in the world of cycling we'll chat to some of the top riders and people that are responsible or responsible for some of the most incredible designed frames etc mm. etc um, I was having a look at some of Cannondale's new stuff um, looking at the new scalpel that uh, the new lefties on the on the scalpels they have I'm transitioning from the lefty 2.0 to the, the new uh, lefty they have out in the scalpels and obviously from their Fox suspension Fox. you know which which deals across all oh, the brands they yeah. have sites of you know what goes on in the suspension world across all the platforms and interestingly enough the, the one of the, the, the gentlemen responsible for Fox suspension is in South Africa ladies and gents a man who used to in actual fact one of the pioneers of mountain biking in South Africa uh, who's now involved with Fox we'll have him and uh, Nick's uh, chatted to me already about having okay. him as a guest in time in the saddle so Nick Barr will introduce you to him next Wednesday find out a little bit about Nick's cycling journey in terms of when he got his first bicycle like I said he's not a former pro but he is a man who's extremely switched on in the world of sports so uh, he'll be joining us and then uh, Jason and I will also be chatting about as we approach that time of the year Tour de France is around the corner big one Chris Froome ladies and gents at this stage looks like he's out uh, massive crash a couple of weeks ago he says he's trying his best doctors say realistically he'll be well, obviously out of the tour and um, I think it's, it's, it's really his big news and now news now leaves it open uh, for a lot of other title contenders and we'll talk more about that in the world of time in the saddle have a great week weekend weather highest Cape Town you're getting rain this weekend Saturday and Sunday Looks like 15 degrees with a bit of rain on Saturday. Sunday, also partly cloudy conditions. Uh, and then Joburg, yeah, it's been on and off with cold weather. Um, try and find a gap in there somehow uh, to get out and get a cycle. At, at this stage, no rain, but very cold. When I say very cold, one degree, the starting point, and Saturday and Sunday. I was freezing up to climbs there. I thought about you when we were talking about all the winter gear because <laughs> I almost turned around at one stage. And went, no, it's it too cold. Yeah, it was cold. And that was Europe. I mean, that's summer. But you go up these mountains that never see sun. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's and just, just ice moss cold. and cold. <laughs> Love it. Jason and I will be back. Time on the saddle. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you again next week. Subscribe now at livepodcast.fm. Rate and review it on your favorite podcast app to get your time in the saddle. Livepodcast.fm. Subscribing to a live podcast is free.